That was the first thing we ever did at Brian's. Mm. What, Smiley Smile? Was Smiley, yeah. How long did that take to do? Oh, not very long. But was Brian still the producer of Smiley Smile? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. There were so many aspects of the Smile album and the elements and, and all the things that made up the record that he just, uh, he had to, to just let it go. Because it came at a time when Brian was just really finding it difficult to stay focused. He wasn't getting any enjoyment out of it. It wasn't fulfilling him, it was painful. So uh, we made Smiley smile instead. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Sail On podcast. This is Wyatt in Nashville, Tennessee. It's very sunny, and it's beginning to look a lot like summer here. And I'm very excited. I hope you guys are doing well. Thank you for making me part of your day. I'm happy to announce that the Sail On band is back on the road, finally, this summer in the U.S., and I'd love to see some of you guys and meet you possibly share an adult beverage please check out our dates over at saleonsounds.com and i know beach boys tributes are silly and they probably aren't your thing well they aren't my thing either so i get it but if you know me and you know the podcast you can expect a very thoughtful and respectful celebration of america's band our band the beach boys i think so anyway enough about that I am very excited. Okay, so we will hear from our good buddies Will and John later as we wrap up the Smile and Smiley Smile saga and season with a nice tidy bow. But first, I'm very pleased that we have a very special and long-awaited guest. Right, this is a long time coming interview with a very special part of the podcast. You guys love him. We love him. The original Will C, uh, who does all our special Beach Boys mixes for the show. Welcome, man. What's up? Woo! Hey, I'm so happy <laughs> that this is finally happening, Wyatt. And uh, that's so yeah. kind of you to say that right at the, at the top there. Um, and yeah, I'm honored and just super i'm always full of joy just that we cross paths and that you you've utilized some of my music or some of my you know edits for the show yeah i've been wanting to get you on for a long time but it's just everything's been so crazy with smile and it was just kind of everything was just jam-packed with information so it was yeah. just kind of uh hard to get anybody on besides um the 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 normal two guys who were kind of just holding my Absolutely. hand through the whole thing. Um, yeah, hats off to you and hats off to the the team. My gosh. Yeah, yeah. man, thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I was first starting this whole thing, I, I was looking for something um, to kind of set this show apart and kind of put it in kind of the current generation of music in some way. I didn't really know what it would be. But I always, I mean, I grew up um, when I was really young listening to a lot of hip hop 
And um, still to this day, um, a lot of people don't know that about me, but uh, I'm a huge <laughs> hip hop head. And uh, when I was when I when I found out about the um, the mashup that this DJ from London did, his name is Bouillon, I think, mm-hmm. and he did this this uh, mashup called um, uh, Pet Sounds in the Key of D. Right, and right. it's a uh, it's like a Jay Dilla mashup with Pet Sounds, and I thought it was just fantastic. It was so creatively done, and um, I was kind of looking for someone that was working on stuff like that. And it just like right away when I started looking, like your music popped up. I don't remember where it was. It might have been your website, but it might have also been like a forum or something. Oh, that's I, I really great. can't remember. <laughs> well, that's good news um, that it was yeah it was searchable. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even remember what I searched. I mean, this was obviously about four years ago now. Yeah. And um, I I've, I found a Do or Die, which is your full-on Beach Boys release of, of, you know, just your Beach Boys mixes. And I knew it was perfect for the show. It was not just, you know, along the lines of what I was looking for. It was really well done. And I was just like uh-huh. blown away right away. So I, I wrote you and I was like, hey, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about maybe you doing some some music or me just you know just grabbing a couple of these tracks and using them on the show mm-hmm. and you were totally cool about it so i was really excited i knew that was kind of the piece that i needed to get this show started and kind of make it oh, my own that's incredible Wyatt. i i i'm so happy you you liked the stuff because i yeah you're an incredible musician and uh it's just been i, ha- I haven't missed an episode you know i i love listening you know I love the work you do, and it was just surreal that um, sometimes my stuff's playing playing as a backdrop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you have a lot of you had when I first found you, you already had a ton of mixes that you did, so it was really easy to kind of plug and play. And and at first, it was just sort of you know natural. I would just like feel it out, the mood of the track, and just use it wherever it felt appropriate. But um, as we as we kept going along, you you reached out with some with some special edits for the Smile era, which was really awesome because it, it gave us a few other options that were uh, appropriate for the the material we were talking about. Because at first I was just using you know all types of stuff and it was more general, but it was fun because on the Smile episodes I used only your Smile mixes, which was super fun and and really I thought tied everything together. Really oh, nicely. That was such an endeavor, yeah, to take on all the yeah, smile for you. For I sure. mean, for you to do all the smile stuff. Oh, I was thinking you were for you, in, man, trying to put trying to put those songs no, into no. A, <laughs> I, into I, your little that came out yeah, right. Yeah. I, I think you you and the team had so much work <laughs> cut out for you and did so many revelations. I had when listening to the research that was nice. presented on those episodes, um, and yeah. So hats off once again because that was. I know that was probably uh, just took and countless hours to push onward through the saga of Smile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I and kind of kind of just now wrapping all that up. I mean, I guess right. I guess it's still kind of going, and it will keep going for a while because you know we get the little the little pieces trickling out on um, mm-hmm. the subsequent um, releases like um, twenty twenty and, and Sunflower. So. There's yes. still more bits of smile that we're going to be touching on, but incredible. But yeah, let's backtrack a little bit because I'm I don't want to talk more about you and okay. figure out how how you got into all this stuff. Um, what what originally brought you to the music of the Beach Boys? 
you grew up in uh in maine right down right. in new york as you said yeah. the york the york beach boys <laughs> the york beach boys because uh yeah my buddy zach jones who yes. um is a fantastic musician he's from york and I just made that connection kind of randomly and it was just kind of blew my mind because it's a small little town. <laughs> it was know? so funny so. to hear you uh, put that together. And he just he just did the a version of um, I'll Bet He's Nice from the Love yeah, You album. Yeah, so his, good. Oh yeah, my gosh. Incredible. No, he's wonderful. I grew up around uh, the Joneses, and yeah, we all grew up in that small beach town, which uh, I, I live 2,000 miles away from it now, and I I miss it. I love it. It was a good... I suppose the music of the Beach Boys is really fitting for where I grew up, even though it's a little different. The water's colder. You know, I'm in the cold Northeast. Yeah. But the Beach Boys... You know how it is. The Beach Boys are always there. You probably are experiencing oh, yeah. their music before you come into a, a fully conscious being. It's there at childhood. It's there on the radio. But if I had to pinpoint as far back as I can go to remember my my conscious experiences listening to them, it would probably be um, the cocktail soundtrack, <laughs> you know, on yeah, cassette. Yeah. On cassette. Mm. I, my dad or my family had like a Techniques home sound system that he bought when he was in Germany and I loved it. It had a volume knob that could just, it, it had no limit to it and it had <laughs> super bass on it. And when I wasn't listening to like Van Halen Jump or some random thing, I would yeah. throw on the cocktail soundtrack and uh, Kokomo, you know, that would have been, I was born in 87 so I and I have an older brother who was born in 1981. So I had hand-me-down cassettes of like the Back to the Future soundtrack and cocktail soundtrack. So um, it was a Great. staple part of my early music diet there. And it was always there. I would go to a shop actually in York Beach, uh, a, a store that had no name, but it was like a trinket shop. It had like eight by ten photos of Hulk Hogan and and eighties wrestlers, and it was a real yeah. time time capsule of a store. And that's where I bought the forty five of Wouldn't It Be Nice with God Only Knows on the flip side um, nice. when I was really cool. re- really young. Yeah, so. Those are two memories that stick out for sure. I'm assuming that you were also like pretty into hip hop and and those two things kind of just grew together at some point. <laughs> right. It's like it's like two separate roads that did not converge until many years later. But yeah, yeah. Having that older brother, I was like 
when I was four or five and six, I thought the music he was listening to was so hard edged that it it threw me off a little bit. It threw me for a loop because he sure. was he was coming up at the time where the sound well the content was getting very as explicit as it gets and uh but I do have home videos of me like dancing to crisscross jump with him in like nineteen ninety two so so that was yeah. all going on um for sure. but it it was really later on. I was always hip hop. Like I wanted to make hip hop music. I went to Berkeley College of Music for a couple semesters to do audio mm. engineering and was working for a label in, in Boston that eventually put out my first album because I used to do vocal like like rapping, you know, and make mm, beats. Yeah. So um cool. at that era. So right around the time I finally got like a little independent deal to put out one record. Every, uh, everything went awry because I fell into the Beach Boys rabbit hole <laughs> and threw everything yeah, for yeah. a loop. I think I bought Pet Sounds when I was at Berkeley and um, I knew all the songs that we all know from the greatest hits, but I think the song That's Not Me uh, really resonated with that, you know, uh, 20 year old right. self and, and some thoughts about being away from home and the magic of their sound just really moved me you know yeah, yeah. like the double tracked carl and brian vocals were probably there they're really magical to me and and like i said i was hearing them before i was conscious so then to hear those voices that were kind of already in my bloodstream talking talking about feelings that we all go through and and when we're introspective and looking inward just really knocked me upside the head, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it felt like uh, a special uh, relationship with the music that was fairly unparalleled, I, you know? I, and so Pet Sounds has a, a, a special place in a lot of Beach Boys fans' hearts. And I think the final thing that pushed it to the limit was when my roommate at Berkeley bought the Wild Honey and Smiley Smile twofer. And really right. kept telling me, he kept telling me I had to, had to experience it, had to listen to it, had to delve into it. <laughs> um, so believe it or not, it was Smiley Smile that was the tipping point. That's awesome, man. Specifically the song Vegetables. <laughs> cool. That's not something that you hear a lot, especially from people um, yeah. kind of in our generation. I throw us together, even though we're a few years apart, but we're we're in the same boat as far as like we heard the Beach Boys from... Kokomo kind of was like the, the, you know, the dive-in point for a lot of people right. who were born in the 80s. Yeah, It's not a bad place to start because if you're interested in that kind of music, you can kind of work your way backwards and yeah, you get the greatest hits and then you find pet sounds mm -hmm. and then it just, you know, overflows from there. Uh -huh. um, Absolutely. But was A Do or Die, was that like the first thing you did, like Beach Boys influenced i, I can't I, I can't remember if you had anything before that that was like related to the beach boys but that uh, came out um a while back right like 2014 or something like that what year was that that was um 2012 uh okay so yeah, yeah wow nine almost a decade yeah it's wild wow and that was the first thing i right i, I did the first thing i ever used from the beach boys to make a make like a remix or a beat mm -hmm. out of was Little Pad, which was not on a do or die, but I like rapped over it and like it was on an album I did that came out actually also in 2012. I guess it was recorded gotcha. in like 2010, but yeah, right in 2012 was the 
the time and I had been working behind the scenes to make that a do or die thing um, and was just going on a, a really fun voyage because I didn't yeah, know yeah. All, all their all their albums. You know, I had just reached that tipping point with Smiley Smile and had already mm. had Pet Sounds, but uh, I was just... I didn't think they had been massively explored in the realm of hip hop. I mean, there had been no. things that had happened, but when it comes to like producers that I really resonate with who use like a sampler to chop sounds into little tiny pieces and then rearrange them and put them with some gritty drums and all that, I right, felt right. like, you know, James Brown had been done to death in Parliament Funkadelic and I, uh, so many different groups have been mined and uh and I know that as you mentioned Bouillon did pet sounds right but I was super relieved I I love that project but I was I was also super relieved that it solely focused on pet sounds when I started researching to see if anybody had flipped like Hadophonia or anything you know Yeah I mean I think you know um I think where it all started really was uh probably with the fat boys and the beach right. boys like collaborating <laughs> which is is kind of bizarre yeah. and cringy but it's yeah. such an interesting it's such an interesting thing because I, I i wasn't really aware of it i think i was a little too young when that came out anyway but mm-hmm. um it just always seemed so out of place like the beach boys and hip-hop like the beach boys are <laughs> they i mean they have some moments where they're very funky and they mm-hmm. you know they've got you know wild honey obviously is like on the soul side and, and they, yeah. they have their moments for sure. But I mean, you know, just to throw them in the mix with a, with a, with a straight up hip hop group from the eighties, it's just such a bizarre, right. obviously a marketing <laughs> thing, but yeah, um, I love it though. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I and that that's point. another thing. Yeah. It's like, I embrace um, it all. <laughs> <laughs> and then also Brian, uh, you know, did his own foray into, into rap music oh with smart gosh. girls. <laughs> yes, yes, which is just amazing that I was just wondering if we'll ever get a, yeah, uh, a Will C version of, uh, <laughs> of Smart Girls one day. Uh, uh, it's so amazing. And I believe that yeah. was produced, that might have been produced by uh, a producer who was involved with like Delicious Vinyl, which was like Tone Loke and Young MC. And I think, it, I think, it, I can't, this might be wrong, but in the same realm of the person who produced like beastie boys paul's boutique like uh so the producer actually is legit of smart girls <laughs> yeah i remember reading about that somewhere yeah, matt um, van dyke or something like that yeah matt matt dyke yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah. oh van dyke um, of course i'm gonna add the van when it because van, <laughs> van dyke parks yeah know? <laughs> no yeah for sure i remember that um that's so funny. Like I just, I you know, I just wonder what Brian was thinking when he when they were doing that. I like have how much no of that idea. he actually had to do with. It's so silly. Yeah, it's all the little amazing. Beach Boys samples in it. You know, I'm so thankful um, it exists, though. You know, like all those. <laughs> oh, same. Such the massive. Yeah, I love uh, it. Back yeah. catalog and the the different. Yeah, yeah. Ways everything went, but I know what you mean. Very white, the group. That's why. Yeah, yeah. I- ignored uh, on the hip hop side but at yeah. the same time i thought it kind of was cool and it made sense because they were i mean they come from the 50s and 60s and there's that massive influence of black art forms black innovative sure. art forms like r&b and doo-wop and rock and roll you know 
Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just they weren't teenagers and in their 20s when hip hop was was what rock and roll was back then. Sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. they and like I said, they 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 dipped their toes into um you know, Motown and R&B and and all oh, that. So love it. Yeah. You know, with great success in most most cases. I mean, I think they they really especially Carl like has a real soulful side to him. So it works out. Um Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, some of the stuff that Brian like the bass lines that Brian wrote like lend themselves to hip hop beats. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know the Beach Boys songs, you would think, man, this is just an awesome beat. Like this guy made an awesome bass line, but you're just moving a few things around uh, to yeah. hear some of those songs um, in that way. And you you reharmonize stuff too, which is cool. Like you don't just, I mean, you're also playing keyboards and synthesizers and stuff. Um, right like over some of the samples. So it's it's not just a straight up like remix as, as much as, you know, you're kind of really doing a, a mashup with your own, you know, take on it. So, which is really cool as well. Um, oh, thank some you. of the tracks for sure. Yeah. I love, I love how you format them too. Like you would, you would uh, like, dum, dicka, dum, dum. every time that part of the baseline would ha- yeah. happen, you would say yeah. like the same thing. And I noticed that type of stuff and I love it. Like now on Surf's Up, you say it's Wyatt from Nashville, Tennessee, was with the you know. So I love that. Right. It makes it sound like thematic, you know, and part of the part of the Thanks, show. Thanks, man. Like, well, that that's kind of like game shows where they have like the game show theme song and the guys talking over the top of it, and it's like, and hey, now you're host, you know. And uh-huh. it's always like right. It's always so like timed up perfectly, and I always loved that. <laughs> so I always tried to keep the timing the same. Wonderful um, touch. And I always worried that I. I let the music play too long at the beginning. I'm like, nobody, you know, like who wants to hear right, 30 right, right. seconds of music at the beginning <laughs> of a show? But it's like for yeah. an hour and a half show, it's like, you know, that's not that bad. So, Well, well the response um, has been wonderful. I didn't think people would be, because I think sometimes it's controversial or to some listeners or some people's philosophies, they're not happy with me doing something like that. And I, but on the contrary, a lot huh, of people yeah. who are listening have said such wonderful things and it's brought some, you know, people seeking out the mixes and saying nice things. So that means a lot to me because Great. I think when you mix those two realms, sometimes you're going to get people who are ticked off about it. And I do get some comments sure. about that. Like I, yeah. I posted wind chimes on YouTube last week or no, mm-hmm. I posted maybe the a remix of still I dream of it. And someone said like, yeah, um, I'll never get that two minutes back in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, mean, I don't. I mean, I'm not very sensitive in that way, uh, and so. But it's funny, and I understand. If you don't like it, I understand. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> I, I, I definitely get it. I mean, the internet is a cruel place. Yes, I mean, yeah. having having a lot of what I do on the internet is tough sometimes. You're putting I, yourself I, out there. Yeah, I run away from it. I just don't do well with with right. Um, with the meanness. Yeah, but, it's tough. Um, well, we love yeah. you, man. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are a lot of, I mean, it's, it, you know, you get into any anything this deep, like I do, and kind of dig your heels into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you start, you know, you start getting some of the weirdos coming out the woodwork to, mm-hmm. you know, try and inject their opinion about what you're doing. If it's, you know, especially if it's not good. Uh, right. It's, you know, it's no one's forcing you to get on board with what I'm doing, man. Like, you yeah. know, if you don't like it, then that's fine. Just don't listen to it. But people, you know, people write me 
often. I just got a comment from somebody. Yeah, man, it's crazy. I don't, and I don't, I, I, we did it one time. I read like somebody's email on the air that Mm -hmm. was kind of mean. So it's why would Mm -hmm. I give the people attention that are nasty to me? Well, it lives, it lives in our head a little bit. As much as it, I, I don't get super bent out of shape. I'm mentioning it right now and I didn't forget about it, you know, and, um, I just try to get a, I'm all about laughing, man. So I just try to try to put it through a prism where you can find a way to laugh about the absurdity or just yeah how we yeah. how we are mean to each other about beautiful music, you know, yeah, the dichotomy. You know, for what I do, like, there's a lot of room for interpretation, you know, in different ways, and people can have, have a lot of strong opinions about things. So yeah. I totally get it, you know. I I understand totally. I mean, and I'm wrong a lot, straight up wrong about certain things. What? I'm shocked, um, honestly, to hear this. Like, I get, <laughs> I get it that I'm like putting my own keyboard over Brian Wilson's creation. That seems yeah. like it would make sense <laughs> that people would come out of the woodwork. But you making this wonderful show—it just shocks me. But it goes to show you that no matter it, what man. you do, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's just a—it's just a—you know—it's a matter of we just we just passed two hundred thousand downloads. Whew. So congratulations. At that point, there's going to be a few people in there yep. <laughs> that download it and are just going to be sitting there with their arms crossed. Like, I'm going to write this guy a nice, mean email, you know? Yeah. So, um, oh my goodness. not a big deal. It's just, yeah. you know, it's one, it's one of those things. And, and I think it's, a lo- I think it's probably a lot of fan bases are like that, but just because I've gone in, dug in kind of deep with this one, mm-hmm. um, I've kind of seen some ugliness from a lot of people. Um, and some people right. that I respected, you know, at one point. Oh my goodness. I can we'll just leave it at that. I'll connect but, the dots um, in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I want to keep loving it and keep loving what, what I do. So I, I totally know that I understand that. And, uh, and in this point, in this yeah. case, I'm not talking directly about the beach boys, but oh, of course, people yeah. that are affiliated with them, you know, anybody, there's thousands of people at this point. So, um, absolutely. So I'm just trying to, to, to have my own little corner of the <laughs> internet and the, and the beach boys internet world. And, um, you know, surround myself with people who are like-minded and, you know, um, good people. That's really it. That's, that's the goal. But anyway, not mm-hmm. to get too big picture. Let's, uh, let's, let's get back to, uh, to, uh, your music. I want to play a couple things. Is there anything you're pumped about that maybe we haven't featured on the show? Anything you want. Yeah.
let's just go through and talk some Smiley Smile. You love that record. So I'm I, interested to hear what yeah. you think about these songs because I don't, I mean, I've, I've never loved Smiley Smile. I, I like Smiley Smile. Yeah. I mean, and as a Beach Boys fan, mm-hmm. I, I really, I really appreciate it and I'm really interested in it. Um, and it's, you know, it's significance in the Beach Boys story, but it's not one that I ever like would sit down and listen to and just put on start mm-hmm. to finish. And I'll get into why when we yeah. get through it. Um, okay. and one of the reasons right off the bat here. So, um, the first track heroes and villains, mm-hmm. um, it's a fantastic song. I don't think I can say much more about it that I haven't already said. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a version of this song that I think, um, does the entirety of it justice even though there's a lot missing. Yeah. But um, the only the only downside to this, especially because I've been, I really was just listening to the original mono mix, is that the mix is kind of dull for this, this track. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It seemed like Brian maybe was trying to do something a little bit darker on this, but yeah. I just listened to that version alone. Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't do the track justice, in my opinion. I understand. I still give the song a 10 out of 10 because I think it's incredible. Right. But I uh, this version would never be the version that I listened to, the original <laughs> mono mix. Oh, um, yeah. I can understand. What about that. you? What do you think? I I heard it when I hadn't heard any other version and um, yeah. for that reason I didn't know what I was missing. Um, and and off the top of my head right now, like the only thing, I mean, there's so much missing, but what I really miss is the bass line in the in the chorus section, you know? Boom, 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 right. boom, boom. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little thin there, but going back to when I, like, first impressions and trying to remember, like, I was mesmerized by it. I think Smiley Smile as an album was a little bit of an acquired taste. It threw me for a loop when my buddy, when sometimes when someone's telling you you have to listen to something, there's, like, not a resistance, but it sets a... a an ex- expectation and I wasn't sure if it was what I wanted in my life at that time but mm-hmm. this is something else here I mean it starts with you know right on the vocal and it's like mm-hmm. boom bang zoom here we go you know uh, yeah, and that's yeah. pretty pretty rocking and I love it I have a special place in my heart through the context of it being the first one I listened to I had it on that right, right. that twofer and I think on the twofer there's an alternate version included at the end Right, right. Having those together, and I, I really love it. My children were raised, yeah. you know, they suddenly rise. It's just incredible. The boys and girls mm. backing vocals there are, are just fantastic. So I get, I, I listen to every episode of the podcast, like I said, and I'm still, spun, <laughs> yeah. I, I might be more spun around than ever because I have to go and listen again to the podcast because all the things that happened, I did not realize how many different re-recordings there were. And so it's like you guys opened up a whole new world of understanding the journey songs like this went on. But now I'm like, wait, like I I heard Steve Desper telling me that this is a song where they did some vocals in the empty swimming pool for. And I don't know. uh, Right. Yeah. And I like I think that's incredible. Like, I love this era of bringing the studio to the house. So it does come with that muddy sound as they're getting off the ground with that. So a lot yeah, of and that's something we need things. to touch on that I forgot is the Steve Desper connection. We'll we'll, we'll hit that okay. before we go. Okay. 
Um, and I, yeah, I missed the cantina section. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's still, I, like I said, it's still fantastic. I still give it a 10 out of 10. It's, it's one of Brian's masterpieces. I would um, do the same. 10 out and, of 10. Yeah. And great. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, I feel like, this record is just kind of all over the place. So this track, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it just takes you on a on a pretty dynamic ride. And then um, after that, you've got, of course, vegetables, right. the um, the new version. Mm-hmm. But for uh, for anyone listening to this record for the first time, it's the the only version. And mm-hmm. I think we we mentioned it a lot on the last episode. But I just love the bass thumping and and how yeah. simple the arrangement is. Oh yeah, um, and the vocals are just sung and recorded so beautifully. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's just a, a joy to listen to, and you know it's one of the tracks that I feel like is a real. It just feels like Smiley Smile to me. Like when I think of Smiley Smile, I don't think of heroes and villains. Right. I think of vegetables and she's going bald, little pad with <laughs> yeah. me tonight. You know right. those types of, of songs for sure. Smiley Smile Vegetables, I think I'd give an 8 out of 10. I love it. Uh, I think that's yeah. that's great. And, and for me, it was the first version of Vegetables I heard. Um, so, uh, and, nice. and I don't know, sometimes that has such an impact. But to this day, I am probably in the minority, but I, I just prefer this version of Vegetables. I know. Sure. Yeah, I really do. I love the simplicity of it. And I told you earlier that that was my aha moment. Like, this is the track that was the tipping point. Just a lot of things going on uh, with my own brain chemistry at that time. And uh, I had heard it many times. My buddy had tried to get me into the album, but I was actually visiting him in New York City when he was living in Brooklyn. And... uh, we were just having a wonderful time catching up and this album was playing in the background and there's a warmth to that bass line and there's a stripped back sense to the song it's not it's not bombastic busy like a heroes and villains it's very chill and i had spent many many years listening to public enemy and what is essentially like a wall of sound in, in like the hip hop realm and like horns blaring and drums smacking you in the face and i had lived in that realm i couldn't even really analyze like western music in an intelligent way i was just a listener i didn't i didn't lift up the hood i didn't understand how to harmonically analyze things i was just feeling the music wash over me and for someone who's coming at it from that angle that it's it's absurd to think that the tipping point for me was like a glass of water being poured <laughs> on the song. <laughs> but I really feel like that tickled me. And uh, yeah, I bet I had probably inhaled something, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit of the devil's lettuce, you know, not, I'm not a crazy guy, but, uh, and that was like a new thing for me at that time. And like, I just loosened up and I was really a hard, uh, I'm a, I'm a soft per- person, a gentle soul, but like I was wearing, part of my armor was the 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 hip hop stuff I was trying to do and like you can't really let your guard down uh when you're getting on stage to do that type of music and well you can but like I thought you couldn't and um so I guess there's like a tension almost like a there's a moment in my life where if I was tense and uh trying to be 
boom bap with that stuff i just like let out an exhale and just like felt like a lot of things melt away hearing that song at that particular time so i have to give it i'm gonna be ridiculous but like for me it's a 10 out of 10 you know oh, yeah. just because nice. the personal significance oh yeah man i back that 100 percent um yeah. i always make a personal connection to a song and that will stick mm -hmm. with me forever you know and that song particularly doesn't have like a big significance to me in my life but yeah i love it um i totally get where you're coming from i would give it an eight out of ten i still think it's fantastic um and uh just a great yeah. arrangement great performance oh yeah real sweet the track. bass and the vocals and it's got a great message that will never go out of style yeah, <laughs> eat your vegetables all right, so on to track three, and here we go, ladies and gentlemen. If you thought it was weird before, it's getting even weirder. Fall breaks <laughs> and back to winter. Woody Woodpecker Symphony. So, yeah, what is with the sequencing here? Like, I don't understand why you put this as the third track on a record. It seems like it might be suited better as, like, the track at right. the end of side A. Exactly, you yeah. Know, but here it is. They made that decision to just run with it. Um, yeah. And it's a really interesting track. If you haven't heard Fire, I mean, it definitely is, you know, the same compositionally. Um, but yeah, yeah, really cool track with a really eerie bass line and that weird dog toy thing going on. And then the kind of ghostly vocals over the top. And to me, I think it's really neat the first couple times, but it just repeats, I think, one too many times for me. And it just kind of, I don't know, it puts you in a little bit of a trance, but it's also sort of mm -hmm. like, okay, let's get on with it. What else do you have for me? So it's not one of my favorite tracks, I gotta say. Uh, I prefer Mrs. O'Leary's Cow, but I give it a five out of 10, just being honest. Oh, I want you to be honest. I love that. I love hearing someone else's like experience with it. I think that's a great point you make that it, song three, you know? It, it, but I love that. I think there needs to be this one bizarro world Beach Boys album where the things are just out of whack, you know? And yeah, sure. For all, for all the beautiful harmony that you can hear on it, there's things seem like something's wrong in the lab you know what i mean like or like something is a new potion has been experimented with it's like right i right, think right. about it like yeah like stepping through a mirror and now you're on the other side of a mirror and and this is the beach boys through a kaleidoscope of like the things are just you're not supposed to have this song number three, but for me, the way this album is and the tone of this album, the beauty mixed with some of the ominous things that happen on this album, it's like, for that, it makes so much sense for me that it's like, this is right here. Of course, in this weird alternate reality, it's right here. And uh, I always loved it too. I know it's, 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 a, it's a strange song. For me, once again, I know, this is redundant, but there was no fire for me when I oh. heard this for the first time either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, smiley smile and then smile. Gotcha. Yeah, I didn't know that. 
that's right that changes it a little bit doesn't it yeah. yeah so that that would probably color my view on it if i had heard this first i know isn't that wild that makes such that that factor alone makes a world of a difference i think and and it's uh it's part of that musical journey that like you can't go back and do it a different way so it'll always be your perspective but uh for me I think it's a cool sound. I, I love the song. I love the organ. And uh, I I know I can understand hearing. It's fascinating to me. And I understand when you say it's like, all right, like one time around and then it kind of might wear, yeah. wear on you. But for me, it's like this uh, mad scientist, uh, strange sound. And I, I let it play through. And I think the Woody Woodpecker Symphony tick, like had me... Mm-hmm. like oh this is what the heck you know mm-hmm. we yep. talk about brian putting humor into the music sometimes like the way the woody woodpecker sound comes in still makes me laugh when i think about it because it's like like it just sounds kind of like so like like right. kind of sputtering yeah. a little bit like and you say it wears thin like it's almost a joke like it keeps coming around it's like not the most enthusiastic playing of it each time like uh yeah. and i don't know it it cracks me up so i can't you'll find my rating systems are like a little co- probably controversially high but i'm also I nah. went back to school. Yeah, I went back to school, and I I oftentimes have to self evaluate myself and get a grade. That that's a factor in. So I wind up giving high grades. You know what I mean? So there's probably that. <laughs> it's all good. But I won't be outlandish. But I would say, um, like I mean, seven or eight. You know, I'll say eight. <laughs> okay. Because how much you see me laughing? Yeah. Like years I mean, after experiencing sure. it, still giving it- me. It brings joy. Happy feels. Yeah. So that's important. And it's all about personal experience. And yeah, you know, for me, at least it's, you know, the songs that I have a personal connection to, I'm much more fond of than others. So I back it. Okay. That brings us to one of the stranger tracks on a strange record. This is She's Going Bald. And as you guys probably know, this was originally... He gives speeches from the right. Smile Sessions. And, um, yeah, it's really interesting. A really humorous track. All the guys get a little line here. And it's an interesting story with some very contrasting movements. I especially like the little radio drama part with the diminished chords. Yeah. I'm a big fan of this track it's very smiley smile to me if that makes sense very strange yes um inventive and um funny i give it a seven out of ten having steve bonilla connect that to another song as a as a direct lift and and clear influence i love when he does that and i wasn't yeah you know, that was another Absolutely. revelatory thing for me regarding this song. And I love nice. how he speaks, too. He's kind of like a, um, a very relaxed Carl Wilson delivery and how he how he recaps the stuff. And I, I dig that a lot when he when he makes the cameo appearances. And I love that Steve Desper is in the mix. And this is like uh, when he first starts appearing. 
to, uh, with the Beach Boys, I believe, mm-hmm. from what he told me is this round smiley smile. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I love how there's that, once again, kind of comedy of the voices going up higher and higher and that he has a hand in it. It's that type of thing, like uh, experimentation, something you don't see coming, uh, funny, and even if uh, not just from a humorous angle, exciting for for it to be happening when you're a first-time listener and uh, casually listening and not sure what the heck is going on. I love things like that. Just um, So... Love this song. Love Smiley Smile. Not my favorite song by a long shot on Smiley Smile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I just, everybody has a personal journey. I did not play this song for a couple years there, a few years, because the women in my life, this is, I'm not going to get dark for too long here, but the women in my life were going through cancer treatments and had to have treatments that oh yeah caused them to lose their hair so i was like i can't right. be playing she's going bald right now it's not that in- i not never that thought about that i never did either until until uh like until you're going through it so it's like God. i was like well i don't love this song so much that i gotta be a a, a jerk right like playing right, right. this this song no, no, no. so can you imagine that the whole context of the song will never be the same to me it's like it's like it's like a tongue-in-cheek song and a funny song but i was like yeah. wait beach boys songs can can hurt feelings maybe or something you know yeah but man. uh okay that's just a, a side note because i'm i'm an honest guy and i i like to talk about how different songs can come across at different points in people's lives but i totally would never have thought about that i'm so glad you gave us that perspective yeah but it's back on the table again yeah it's it's not and i don't think it would have ever been super hurtful or anything but out of out of uh like consider being considerate i i took took a break from the song for a while but it's it's Mm -hmm. a lovely song uh adventurous in the recording studio the home studio i would say uh seven six let's do six (laughs) that sounds good yeah i'm right on that edge there too so (laughs) right right um it's fun it's a good song and i'm really you know, mm-hmm. intrigued by how it came to be, you know, from the oh, beginnings yeah. of that um, first recording to the Smiley Smile release. It's really interesting. Um, all right. Up next, one of my favorites, and I'm sure you are a fan of this one as well. It's Little Pad. Love it. Yes. Oh, yeah. I am such a fan of this. It's a little bit of a different direction for the Beach Boys, uh, arrangement-wise, and sonically, and also just the style, you know. So it's a really nice kind of dreamy, ethereal song that is held together by some light-hearted, humorous bits, as well as just the angel himself, Carl Wilson, singing just a beautiful chorus i call it a chorus whatever you want to call it the little wordless part but the ukulele one of my favorite carl moments ever just so good you know it just brings you right to a nice peaceful beachside grotto 
with your own little musical accompaniment. Um, and yeah, I just really love this vibe. So yeah, big fan. I give it a nine out of ten. We are both lovers of this song. It, nice. it, it might be my. I think it's my favorite song on the album. Nice, Little Pad. Yeah. I adore Little Pad. I think it's bliss. I think yeah. it's. That's a great word for it. On any given day of the week, I would even just like a madman put it above heroes and villains. At least this version on the album. Um, but yeah, good vibrations, untouchable. But little pad, depending on the mood you're in, is just uh, exquisite. I, I, it also was one of the ones where I had had the two first CD burned for me when we used to burn CDs from a purchase copy from my buddy. And uh, but but then later on, like a year later, I was I was visiting him again, and he had the LP, the vinyl of it. And I love the back jacket of this album because it has who's featured, and it says Little mm. Pad featuring Carl. Yeah. And that's when I was like, okay, wait, I think I love Carl Wilson. <laughs> yeah. I think his voice is it's that's a voice that probably harkens back to when it was Kokomo, his amazing vocal on Kokomo from when I was a kid right, listening. Right. I was like, that's the that's the voice I want to hear. I want to find out everything he did. I need that medicine in my life, you know? Um, so there's no better medicine than Little Pad and how relaxed he is on every section of that song. I love how it starts with, it sounds like they're actually having, I love the point you made last episode that like, Instead of like making a humor album that's forced some of those attempts, like mm. Brian falls into his piano and stuff. Like this sounds like they're they're having a great time, you know? Right, right. And yeah. that comes across. It it, it makes me mm. feel yep. like uh you're a fly on the wall for a genuinely joyful experience. And then from going to the laughter to the just tremendously beautiful harmony that comes in is out of this world to me. It's one of my favorite sounds of my lifetime that I've experienced. Uh, and, you know, brilliant. As as you dispelled the rumors that it's like slapdash put together, I think it's I think it's brilliant that it goes from that laughter and that what would be considered a botched take or something into perfection to me. Right. Well said. And yeah. uh, it it doesn't even end there because then there's the next section that I think you said is your favorite section mm. where uh, there's the uke and Carl doing the, the wordless vocal there is just, just, just as fantastic and unbeatable to me and it never gets old to me. So all those aspects of the song just create perfection 10 out of 10 for me. Boom. I was waiting for that. I had a feeling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah um yeah what a great tune man up next is a track that we have spent many many hours covering and uh i don't know how much more i can say about it personally but it's of course yeah. good vibrations and it's a 10 out of 10 come on guys it's good vibrations it's perfect it's one of the best pieces of pop music ever created as a recording, as a composition, as a time capsule. It's one of those songs that just really embodies mm -hmm. the Beach Boys. And 
some of Mike's best lyrics, some of yeah. Carl's best vocals. I mean, the, the group harmonies are so rich, so exciting. The dynamics of this track, the modular recording style, the just massive sound that oh, they yeah. got yeah. on this record is just awesome. I mean, it's just such an awesome, awesome, awesome record. And it's obviously... Yeah. But what do you think, Mr. Will C? Uh, well, yes, I won't go I won't go uh, super in-depth either because y'all did a wonderful job. Well, thanks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I must mention that I, I don't think it really fits with the rest of this record. It's, you know, maybe grown into it. No, but. no. Yeah, it's the only song from the album that's removed from the context of Smiley yeah, Smile. Yeah. So uh, it never felt like a Smiley Smile concept at all. I always knew Good Vibrations. Can't tell you the first time I heard it, just like all their biggest songs. Um, so, and I didn't appreciate it as much as I grew to as I matured in life because it was, I didn't, I didn't know, oh, this is when they took a step beyond out of the surfing, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was a, a jubilant song, and it fit right next to... Like, I had Surfing USA with Wouldn't It Be Nice, with Good Vibrations, with mm. I Get Around. Um, and then I think something that made me see it in a different light was, like, a, I think it was in the movie Vanilla Sky, which was, like, a trippy movie. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Yeah, I but did. Mm -hmm. The song kicks in at a moment that isn't sun, sunshine and fun in the sun. Right. It was a really mind-bending movie. And there's like a moment where he's having a really disorienting experience. And uh, his reality is skewed. And it goes, ah! You know? And, yeah, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then for the first time, I was like, there's even some ominous from a certain lens there's some ominous creepiness to this depending on what context you put it in it's just otherworldly i guess so yeah, it, it is for sure i don't know it, it, so that was when that was another little seed of being like wow the beach boys man like out of control but uh i i adore the song of course i sometimes if i take a step back from it for a little while and then come back to it after a year or something it really replenishes the fuel in the tank for the replay value and i'll play mm -hmm. it a bunch of times in a two or three day span just marveling at it um just i love their voices melding together the instrumentation and for you know making beats you're always looking for like it's not about the entire chord progression of a song it's about like just a texture or a timbre and you know this comes from the era of Brian combining instruments and you you were talking about how smile can have like two chords back and forth sometimes yeah. in different sections of songs and like that's a loopable moment you know uh, I, so I hear it through that hip-hop ear even sometimes um, they're just you could say a million things about the song I I can't believe how young they were sometimes when I think about the age of Carl Wilson just oh nailing gosh. vocals. Yeah. It just that alone is just like wow. I I can't believe it. And uh, just it, it's a song that made me think about music. A songs like this. I didn't play piano 
I didn't grow up playing any instrument at all. Mm-hmm. And I didn't touch, I didn't, I didn't learn a chord on the piano until I fell in love with songs like this and the Beach Boys. And yeah, I didn't play piano when I recorded a Do or Die. I was just n- noodling around and starting to look up chords. And this opened the door to sub, a, a journey I'm still going on right now. I'm like, I'm studying to do like music therapy and playing Beach Boys songs right now on my clinical internship. And it all is because of how much they floored me to learn instruments due to their mastery on songs like good vibrations so 10 out of 10 you know yeah that's awesome man because i was that's another thing that's cool about this record um that uh i've heard that people use this album as therapy um like Mm -hmm. there's a drug clinic um right that was taking people off the streets and helping them like after bad lsd trips um and they yes they, i love that they play quote. smiley smile for them and it like soothes <laughs> them and and helps them recover from the bad I mean, trip it's kind of funny that's that's a i love that quote and yeah and you think about some of the songs on this album and it makes sense more than on other moments of songs you know that because i could imagine it freaking people out too at certain moments like wind chimes and you know uh, just different moments could be making you not super chill, but for a little pad and right, good vibrations, right. there's moments that are, could totally bring you to a sense of calm mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. away from. So, yeah, I, I, I think that was like a Carl Wilson quote and yeah, yeah. I, right. I love all those old interviews with those nuggets of things <laughs> like that. So yeah, yeah, therapy, I use the beach boys and music therapy all the time. That's great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely therapy for me in many ways. Well, Brian speaks on it. I mean, he's he consciously put a lot of spiritual love into the music, and it really comes across. And I get to, I get to experience therapy by immersing myself in that field, and that's great for. I mean, it's just as empowering for me and life affirming. So that's awesome. Thank God, yeah, for the um, Beach Boys. All right, so moving on, let's uh, let's talk about the next track, which is "With Me Tonight." Uh, for me, um, this is my favorite version of this song, and there's a few different versions that we talked about. But this is, I think, this is my favorite. Um, again, Carl just sounds amazing. I love his performance on this, the the new chord progression that they're using, and then just how kind of inside your head this this recording feels i think it's awesome it's just uh another one of my favorite tracks on this record uh i give it a nine out of ten right on yeah (laughs) (laughs) i i I was just noticing actually as as missed as like oddly inserted one could say good vibrations is yeah it also makes for a darn good like Carl Wilson showcase. If you go from Little Pad, featuring Carl, it says on the back. Oh of yeah, and Good Vibrations. Yeah, Good Vibrations featuring Carl, and then With Me Tonight featuring Carl. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a it's a um, a hat trick. It's a trilogy. He's uh he's really coming into his own, and and you know Brian really is loving using him. Uh, so. Yeah. yeah, love that. Oh yeah, so and with me tonight, I'm right there with you. I, I, 
love it almost as much if not equally to like little pad mm-hmm. um i think this whole element of stripping back that's been discussed on the show so that the vocals can shine and you can hear the blend is it, i'm so happy they did that yeah I'm not going to do this for every song, I promise, but this is <laughs> perhaps the final 10 out of 10, because I, right. I love I, that song, I, yeah. I'm with you, man. I feel like, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I would expect nothing less the way you talk about these songs. I, I, I feel that. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> um, if, if I were going to put together like a little smiley smile um, EP version, which is sacrilegious mm. on people, but I would put together... Yeah. Um, she's going bald. Little pad with me tonight. Wind chimes. Wonderful whistle in, and then I I yeah. could do without the rest. Um, I could and just, I could totally I know understand that for as sure. As much as I love Heroes and Villains and Good Vibrations, um, mm-hmm. you know I just I just like these songs in this context so much better. I just think they work right. well together. And I anyway moving into our next song, um, another song that we've. That, that I've talked about a lot and exhausted um, pretty much everything I have to say about them. But this version of Wind Chimes is so different and so interesting and so scary. Like I was saying, I just don't, you know, I just don't know how anybody hears this for the first time and isn't kind of freaked out, you know, and they're just like, oh my gosh, like, what is going on? This is not the Beach Boys anymore. <laughs> Who is this? Yeah. It's so strange. Yeah. It's, it's hard to understand how they got from that first version to this one. It's it's so different, but mm-hmm. um, I still really like this song. I still really love the melody, and for for what it is, it stands up on its own. Its own because it's got such a strange sequence of events. Yeah, I think I, I I'll give it a seven out of ten because I really still do enjoy this version, even though I probably give the. I'd probably give the smile version of Wind Chimes a 9 out of 10, if I'm being honest. But yeah. Right, right. <clears throat> I love it. I love the discussion that was had on the previous episode, too. And I think mm-hmm. to now now I, I appreciate this version of Wind Chimes more than I ever have. Uh, it was one I kind of... I... I thought it was unique when I was first digesting this album, but I also sometimes didn't listen to the whole thing because I was, I don't know what that is. Maybe that mm-hmm. it is one of the, the scariest things or whatever, but uh, I, it, it's, but now thinking about it as when I spoke about it being like a Beach Boys album through the, through the other side of a mirror or something, it's, it's perfect that this is on here. Because it's mm-hmm. more of that weirdness. I mean, that chord, wah, 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 <laughs> like you know, like yeah. that puts that's something that can, when you don't know what's coming, is like wow, okay. And yeah, I love it. It's not a song that I blast and and listen to all the time, but I've been listening to it a lot over the past couple of weeks since you're in the smiley smile phase of the podcast, and uh, I really dig it. I um. I can get with a seven, no higher. Yeah, I can agree yeah. with you on that. It's it's yeah. inventive and, and really cool. Um, not my all-time favorite song of theirs, but I, 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 I love it for making this album what it is, you know? 
oddly sequenced and going into the next song, punching you in the face with the next song. You know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, next up is Getting Hungry. And it, it feels like what I'm trying to convince people that Smiley Smile isn't because the verses of this really do feel like they were thrown together like, <laughs> yeah, in yeah, no yeah. time. Like it just feels yeah. like, here, let me play this little weird guitar part. And this, we said in the last episode, like the Beach Boys singing about working all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, and the chorus comes in and I think it's a great chorus. I think it's a really catchy chorus and it's, uh, it's what sticks out about this song to me. And it's, I mean, I don't know. I like hearing Mike and Brian kind of collaborating um, so I do mm-hmm. like that about it but overall I'm just not a big fan uh, and it's really strange that they put this song out as a single I still don't understand that but um, oh my gosh man. I give it a 5 out of 10 it's just not one of my faves I feel ya I just off the bat it's like my it's at the bottom of the list for the Smiley <laughs> Smile songs for me yeah without a doubt and I definitely I don't dislike the song. You know, I actually appreciate it, and yeah. it's 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 part of Smiley Smile, and I think it has an actually really important place in what the album is because of like we were kind of you were mentioning like coming out of that really low tag to wind chimes, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and then coming in with this song, it it it's it's great for for the album for that. Once again, like jarring, you can call it jarring, you can call it like a musical joke mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I think it's perfect in that context. And with that being said, though, I'm right there with you that it's not like, it's not a, a fantastic song. And there's moments of like uh, a shrill quality, you know, to the shouty vocal and the dynamic changes. Mm-hmm. having to play with your volume knob and kind of go through the the different parts of the song uh, is can be work for the Beach Boys listener to, to get into. Um, but I think it's unique. I think it's really cool. I mean, for the context of the sequencing of the album, it makes a lot of sense to me. But um, this is the one song where we now are I'm going lower than you, I think. Because what did you do? You did something Five. like... Yeah, I, I mean, I'd say like three. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I back that. Um, yeah, I'm with you, man. It's it's uh, it's my least favorite on the record. Yeah, you can't go um, to bat for all of them, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like if, yeah. they had, if they had maybe like retooled this for Wild Honey, it could have been really cool. Yeah. You know, if they had like really yeah. fleshed it out and kind of worked on the verses a little bit more. I think it could have been a really, really cool song. I mean, if you listen to the version that like Rod Stewart did, it like rocks. I mean, it's got a cool, yeah, it's got a cool vibe to it, but let's move on to um, another song from Smile, Wonderful. And one that, again, like took an interesting turn. Um, if you listen to the journey it took from the first version all the way till now and i think honestly like the smile version of wonderful would be a 10 out of 10 for me it's my favorite song on smile um i am absolutely obsessed with wonderful like i think it's the 
best kind of repetitive song. Like it just has like this trance like quality to it, and I'm so enthralled with mm-hmm. the chord progression and the lyrics and the harmonies and the way the song builds and kind of just it's just so interesting to me. Um, and then this version takes a lot of that away, to be honest, but I still really enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. I. It's really strange how low Carl sings, like how they put it in this crazy low key for him. Um, and then the, the the children singing and the kind of bizarre random notes <laughs> that Brian <laughs> plays on the melodica. It's just so weird. And again, that's what they're going for here. So I appreciate it. And um, I still love it. I mean, it's got its own thing going on. It's It's not smile anymore for sure i'm gonna give this one an eight out of ten nice i love your adoration for wonderful and all and you know maybe of course not this version uh, you love this version but i know you love the smile incarnations um yeah and then your love for the song made me uh like prick my ears up to it more because I, I like it and I really enjoy it, but it wasn't like, I don't speak of the song like you do. And it's actually inspiring me. I'm going right. to have to, it's one of the songs I've never really picked apart, like chord progression wise. So I bet you if I do that, I'll, I'll be just another layer of mesmerized by the song. It's right. not, it was never at the top of my smile songs or um, smiley smile. And I heard it first on Smiley Smile. We've already got out of the al- the songs on the album that are like by far my favorite songs. And I think with Wind Chimes, mm-hmm. Getting Hungry, and this version of Wonderful, yeah, I I think it's a more strange, strange things happening, but not as infectious. Um, or like for me, this is all just me, you know. But like it doesn't yeah. go into like that sure. little pad harmony stack that. Just I was describing as blissful. It goes into like, hey, Baba Luba. You yeah, know? yeah, right. But I love what you guys talked about. I love now. I'll, I now I'll actually always hear Brian saying, "Don't think you're God. Don't think that you're God." <sighs> yeah, that, I didn't that even funny. know. I that. never heard that before. Yeah, and now I can't unhear it. And I think that's all that <laughs> stuff is. All that stuff is perfect for this smiley smile insanity. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And I guess uh, I guess I'd give it. Uh, five okay sorry uh, though i want to i want to like get along with no. the other person in the room and be no, like no man it's just, not interesting yeah. if we have the same yeah. ratings right that doesn't right make True. it very fun <laughs> yeah yeah um i mean we already love this band mm-hmm. a lot you know and so do all our listeners so gotta you gotta find some things to disagree on and right um, right <laughs> you know i mean it you know, if this version was the only version of Wonderful, I don't know. I don't know how I would feel about it. I, I don't know if I would like it more or less. You know, I wish I did. Right. I wish I could just hear this for the first time. But um, yeah, it it makes it. I I don't know. I think it makes it better to me because I still just love the core of what this song is. I mean, it's essentially still the same song, but um, just with that new section. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on. One last song. Um, mm-hmm. this one is a really sweet little send off called whistle in mm-hmm. and 
again, uh, this is one of those songs that kind of has that smiley smile vibe to me. All the boys just kind of doing a chant here. It's a nice way to end the end the record, I think. Um, remember the day, remember the night, all day long. That's a, such a cool lyric and kind of a mantra um, mm-hmm. to kind of send everybody off. And it's a, again, it's like kind of a trance-like thing where you know it just kind of puts you, it, it kind of puts you in a relaxation state. Um, and I love that. Mm-hmm. I give it an eight out of ten. Big fan. Oh, love that. Yeah. I I think it's amazing too. I love this song. I love this uh, as a closer to the album, like uh, like you said, like that relaxation state, and um, you're not ending it with like a transcendental meditation that just blares and and mm-hmm. jolts you, and it doesn't end <laughs> on that that tone where it could have with all these moments in the record we've talked about the surprise core, uh, the surprise like. Sh- sound and wind chimes you don't know how this thing's gonna end and i think it's a great choice to end with this song and i love whistling i was in a record store i never had my own copy of smiley smile and i found a copy in like 20 uh maybe 2012 2011 uh yeah uh and a record store near boston university called in your ear in boston and I was like, oh yeah, I got my own copy, love the cover, and I'm so happy to add this to the collection. And I and this was before there were all this almost next generation coming up behind us who are really championing the Beach Boys with their Beach Boys meme pages. And uh, I feel like there's there's a lot more people out there now that you can relate to about your love for the Beach Boys, or at least know they're out there. And uh, so when I brought it up to the counter to buy it, there was some. There was a a gal behind the counter, probably four years younger than me, and she was like, "Oh, I love this song, this album. I love the song Whistling." And I was like, "Oh yeah. my gosh, wow. Okay, I didn't expect to hear that." So I, that was the first time I ever heard anybody else acknowledge the existence of Whistling when I was buying my <laughs> copy, and I was floored. Cool. I, was, I was like, "Who are you?" <laughs> um, but yeah, I love Whistling. Um, I love all their chant like stuff and their gentle sounds and yeah. Carl's voice. So I'm right there with you. Um, I'll do a nine kind of pretty much the same as you. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Overall the record, like I said, it wasn't something that I listened to a lot when I was first becoming a big fan of the boys mm-hmm. when I was mm-hmm. a teenager. But, um, I do really enjoy listening to it now and and knowing a little bit more, well, a lot more about how it was made um, makes me appreciate it a lot more. And and having a lot of people from a younger generation tell me how much they love it and how much it means to them, it's kind of interesting. And and it's kind of like one of the first lo-fi records, you Mm -hmm. know, so it's, um, it means a lot to a lot of people and that made me want to give it another chance. So, I'm glad that I've been able to really find uh, a lot more to the to this album to really love um, because I didn't <clears throat> I wouldn't have even put it in my top fifteen Beach Boys albums <laughs> and you can do the math but mm-hmm. it was near the bottom of my list for a long time. Um, wow, yeah. And now I feel like it 
it could sneak into my top 10, depending on what day you ask me. But really, um, mm-hmm. there's still uh, some things about this record that don't resonate with me as well. Um, I guess I'm just such a I'm such such a formula guy. Like I love the like I love the songs that Mike and Brian write with oh, yeah. like great verses and choruses and bridges mm-hmm. and melodies and harmony arrangements. And there's a this record just de- deviates from that so much. Yeah. Um, and there's pieces of it that I really love that I'll go back to more than others. But overall, as a record, it just doesn't flow as well as I would like it to. That being said, I still would give this record a seven out of ten um, because it is it does have so many good moments and so many beautiful Brian, Carl, Dennis, Al, Mike moments, which you don't get mm-hmm. a lot of on Smile or Pet Sounds. I mean, you have a lot of them singing together, but you've got individual parts for all these guys. Mm-hmm. You can really pick out their voices, and I love that. I love that you can hear the Beach Boys singing together and then on their own on this record. I think that's one of the things that I love about it. Um, it feels like there was a lot of love and a lot of fun. So that's what I like about it. What everyone really wants to know is is if it's above or below MIU for you, but you don't have to answer now. They can tune in in 2025. <laughs> well, if you wanted, I'll put it if this you want way. To decline I listen comment. to MIU more than I listen to Smiley Smile. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Um, <laughs> no, truly, I, I love MIU album. <laughs> I, love, I love that era. So you're yeah. not alone by yeah. any means. Pitter, pitter patter, you know. Dude, I love pitter patter. Yeah, me too, man. Uh, I really do. I think maybe I'll have to have you back on when we do the almost summer um, episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, well, I think with Beach Boys albums, as fans, we get hung up on, it would have been a perfect album if they swapped out these two songs, you know, right, because right. they do often have unconventional decisions you wouldn't want to make if you were you playing your fantasy how you would have done it. So I I feel like it's hard for their... It's just it's just always that way, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. On Surf's Up, like Long Promise Road, and, and then it goes into a song about feet. And I love all that, you know what I mean? I've learned over the years to be like, no, I don't <laughs> want it any other way than the way it is. I want right, that right. to happen. Yeah. I want that left field to be like, wow, man, we just transcended existence with like the the tape speed alteration of like a pipe organ arpeggio on Long Promise Road, you know, during the breakdown there. And it's like, wow, that's a mystical sound. I think I've found heaven on earth. And then it's like, you know, talking about scrubbing your feet. I mean, I think that is perfection. So I embrace it all now. So with Smiley Smile being disjointed and everything, now I just, I'm like, nope, wouldn't have it any other way. So all in all, I guess I'd say, um, oh gosh, I guess eight. There's a couple songs I ranked kind of pretty low. You People right. probably thought maybe I'd go 10, but I guess like eight, you know. I get I get some people that get mad because I'm such an album guy. Like I love albums. I love albums that I can put oh, yeah. on start to finish. And this mm-hmm. isn't one that I think of when I'm like, I want to listen to a Beach yep. Boys album. I love certain moods that this record has, but if I listen to it all the way through, it just doesn't flow for me like that. So I think that's my biggest issue with mm-hmm. it. Um, but it doesn't take away from the individual 
moments. Like I said, this there's so many great moments on this record and some great songs. Yeah. And, well, I I don't want to. I just want to ask one one more question, which is like, since yeah. you're talking about being an album guy and yeah. sequencing, aside from like a Pet Sounds or something, is there is there a Beach Boys album you would you out of all the albums that you would kind of mention and throw into that ring as one you thought was sequenced and it makes it makes for an album guy a listener's uh delight there i'm just curious um i mean i think today is sequenced really nicely oh yeah yeah um, great and then i i think love you as well is mm-hmm. sequenced really oh, yeah. nicely i think sunflower mm-hmm. sequenced really nicely and yeah that's um, what i was thinking Surfer Girl, I think, is sequenced really nicely. Nice. Those are the ones that come to mind. Those are the ones that I listen to the most, like when I want to hear like a full record. I'll put those records on a lot. Great, great picks. Yeah. Um, and there's there's some albums where it's like there's one song where it's like kind of takes me out of it. But yeah. Well, why I'm sorry if it, it if it went on too long or anything. <laughs> I no man. We got to chat and I, I it's didn't all know good. What, what. Yeah, I had no idea, but uh, what we were gonna get into, but. Everybody should go check out Will's music at willcmusic.com. And uh, I have one last question to put you on the spot. Um, mm-hmm. What are the chances we could maybe get some friends, Wild Honey 2020 mixes from you in the next few months? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I, I'm I'm on it, doggone it, as they say. I'm oh, like, yeah. uh, I'm all I'm all for it. So yeah, I, oh yeah, I'm a rap- right. Yes, yes, I'm wrapping up the clinical internship for the music therapy thing, and uh, that has me just playing 409 for elders <laughs> yeah. uh, for the next next three months or so, and then. Nice. Uh, but I'll I'll find some time. I'll I'll do some well, late night you mad know, scientist any little work. Tidbits <laughs> and, um, and you know, Absolutely. you know how I like to use love it, those. So. Oh, I, I'd love it. Yeah. Well, I, I want to have like a new, uh, a new intro. So if you have any ideas, you can. Okay. Yes. Throw them at me, man. Um, okay, I will. I'm looking forward to this era in the podcast. Too. Me too. I'm going to really be beautiful. excited about yeah. it. Um, yeah. So can't wait. Can't wait too long. Oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> um, all right, man. Well, thanks again for doing this and. Um, I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Well, thanks, Wyatt. Thanks for all that you do. And and to everyone that you work with, thank you. And to all the listeners, like I said, we love you. Perfect. How did you kind of get into Smiley Smile? What did you hear it after Smile? Or I can't even remember to be honest. I think it might have been one of the very first Beach Boys things I listened to because, like, you know, my first Beach Boys song that I really paid attention to was Heroes and Villains. And then I think after that, I like maybe looked at the Wikipedia page or something and found out what album it was on and went on to Smiley Smile. And I've got like this really distinct memory of like that that vegetables. Um, bass note <laughs> like ingrained into my head um, it was like one of the first things I listened to and then years later I came back to it and stuff I liked Smiley Smile right from the start Like I, I was never sort of jarred by Between Pet Sounds because I came into the, you know, the band quite late um, I've always loved Smiley Smile it's always been 
one of my favorite albums by them like it's in my top sort of three or four or something i mentioned this before i'm sure but i listened to brian wilson present smile and then saw that it was based on something the beach boys did yeah so i find smiley smile came out in 67 okay that's close enough that sounds like smile and then i think i just thought it was too weird at first <laughs> there were certain times that i would need to listen to you know i had to be in the smiley smile mood i and smile was just something i could listen to anytime yeah i know i, I get that yeah i kind of feel like the opposite has since happened to me because now i i kind of need to be in the mood to listen to smile and there's not really an easy way to just put it on yeah yeah and smiley smile is just like you know it's an album it's a, it's a finished work put out by the beach boys in the 60s and i can just kind of throw on little pad when i'm doing the dishes or whatever you yeah know? that's you know that's the thing when i when i like just want to throw on something from smiley smile i always like go straight to little pad for some reason that's the one that i just click on straight away but um yeah with the, the smiley smile because i wasn't kind of like i kind of heard about like the albums after smile and stuff before i really knew anything about the beach boys th- that they were these sort of stripped down like um i don't know i guess you know kind of scrapped together home recording type things and that just sounded like it kind of appealed to me right away like and i listened to smiley smile and i was like this is exactly what i wanted <laughs> this is like my sort of music like right out the gate sort of thing and it was the same with wild honey and it was the same with friends and i, I never sort of had that conflict with it i don't know i just always liked it um, yeah, I think the difference is I kind of heard about it when I was younger and that sort of thing just didn't appeal to me as much because I, I liked Pet Sounds so much mm-hmm. and, you know, I guess wanted more like that. And then when I saw the, the the next album they released after Pet Sounds was nothing like it, I was like, okay, you know, they never got as good as they were. But Yeah, you had like, the, 60, time, course, you had like the authentic 67 experience, but four <laughs> years later. Yeah, and then... <laughs> <laughs> sure and then over time of course you know now i i'd probably say smiley smile is right up there with pet sounds mm. but it's it's hard to compare because i can't really say like i like smile more than smiley smile or vice versa no me neither I, li- I like them both just as different things like and i think i kind of take them together and appreciate what each of them mean to each other sort of thing yeah, I think the great thing about the Beach Boys is they went through so many phases that were so musically different from each other, and they're all good. Yeah. You can enjoy so much diverse music. Yeah, the only the only thing about Smiley Smile is I never listen to Good Vibrations at this part of it. Like, I always skip Good Vibrations. Right. It's just, to me, it's like a 10-track album that's like, that's just on there. Yeah, outside of Good Vibrations, you know, feeling out of place, it's a very, almost like a perfect kind of sequence, the way they they put the songs right after each other yeah uh, I, we talked I about that a little bit album all the way through yeah and that's something that's hard to do with smile obviously because it's unfinished yeah i mean i always i kind of sometimes go from vegetables as well because heroes and villains i do think fits i know some people kind of talk about it in the same way that they talk about good vibrations but i think it does fit it's sort of like if good vibrations was like smile was the good vibrations album that's got like a little a little sort of part of pet sounds in it mm-hmm. and the rest is smile it's like heroes is like got a little bit of smile in it and then the rest is smiley smile it's sort of like a transition sort of it's sort of like half one project half the other no i think it does fit yeah yeah that that makes sense to me i also kind of i sort of don't think about smiley smile as it stopping like if you just talk about smiley smile as in a sort of like decompressed home studio home movie sort of way to make smile um in a different way sort of um 
it's kind of like he kept working on it afterwards for a while because you've got from the wild honey sessions you've got these sort of maybe three tracks two or three tracks that just have nothing to do with the rest of wild honey um you've got like mama says which is you know um and then surfs up the new version of it and then you've got cocoa water which all feel like sort of given the smiley treatment to sort of smiley or sort of musical ideas and if you put them in a playlist and make it like a sort of 14 track album or, or whatever um put good news on that you know it's just it's like more of smiley smile because that's the one thing that i complain about is just that there is more of it because it's so good and it's so short yeah i feel the same way about friends they had so many good albums that were so short yeah that's gonna be the main thing with you like when we get into these next two albums it's just we wish them were longer because wild honey wild honey and friends are my two favorites but god it's like every time you listen to them it's like wait it's it's over <laughs> yeah there are there are some kind of things that you can throw on to make smiley smile a little bit longer i think i believe in miracles it's just a couple seconds but you know that that fits the mood a little bit more and yeah i mean surfs up and mama says like you said are just kind of they're very smiley smile and mood and they're obviously songs from the smile sessions so yeah those could kind of work and uh, i think we've pr- pretty much said everything you, you can't possibly say about smiley smile and smile yeah <laughs> we've done it it took about what, <laughs> 15 episodes but we've no more <laughs> no more ever <laughs> nobody ever has to talk about these <laughs> albums again it's just so hard to you know talk about them as two different projects that one is better than the other they're just to me they, they go together you know yeah yeah definitely obviously without smile there would be no smiley smile or they would be different songs and it would be completely different album and smiley smile didn't mean that do you like worms didn't get a lead vocal it's not the it's not smiley smile's fault you know <laughs> take them both together and just enjoy yeah it. i'm i'm very glad we live in a time where all of this music is released and available through so many different ways and we can listen to the smile sessions or smiley smile whenever we want really yeah so bit of news i'm sure everyone has been following the feel flows box set and what that entails and we've heard from various sources that july 23rd is going to be the release date so i'm looking forward to that me too (laughs) i mean should we talk about some things that we kind of know that are are going to be on it without getting ourselves arrested yes you know it's going to be yeah so it's it's going to be a box set that's like not sunflower and surfs up but 1969 to 1971 so a lot of extra stuff that they recorded and especially um quite a few things Dennis was doing in 1971 for his um, what, what what could have been a solo album with Dar- with Daryl Dragon uh, that never materialised yeah um, and there were about five songs from that plus a few other things that were going to be from the Beach Boys that were also Dennis also did at the time um, that I, I know that are going to be on there so that's something that I think I'm probably most looking forward to yeah me too I mean this that Dennis you know, stuff we saw with the uh I can hear music release that there were like full Dennis songs that we had never even heard of and you know all the titles out are out there for um, for this stuff but quite a few songs that are you know full songs that we've never heard so that's something to look forward to a lot yeah definitely there's like Ecology which is you know got sort of River Song kind of took some a piano arpeggio from that and then it's in three parts and stuff and then 
It's a new day, which was before the night. Oh yeah, before the night and it's a new day. We're both (laughs) behold the night, and then there's another song called before. Oh yeah, there's another song. Yeah, there's a song called before, which is like kind of a sort of you know tunel from the Wild Honey um, Sunshine Tomorrow Two release. It's and Peaches as well. It's sort of some of that progression, which was a new song, which apparently has a Dennis vocal on it, which should be cool. I've got a friend is still just like an instrumental track apparently. And then there are some other things as well. And there's, there's some Brian stuff as well that hasn't been heard that's going to be on here. There's one song that I think we're both looking forward to a lot called It's Natural, which was something Brian and David Sandler were known to have written, but I don't think anyone knew that it had been recorded. And it turns out that it has, and it's got a Beach Boy singing lead. Um, not Brian, but well, you'll find out <laughs> who And <laughs> in, uh, there is in something that we have mentioned in these Smile episodes regarding the song Surf's Up that we both here will be on there. Um, when Carl got a bunch of musicians to try to overdub on top of Brian's piano version when he didn't want to sing it from scratch. So, look forward to hearing that, I guess. And, uh, oh, yeah, lots of, lots of sunflowery, surf-sappy things. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> you can't buy yet, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, should be fun. I feel like after every sale on episode there's always some big announcement that eclipses it <laughs> so this is the one time i'm hoping that that happens <laughs> that right after this comes out we get a big feel flows announcement um, they, they can't pretend that we didn't try to sell it <laughs> <laughs> um i think that's i think that's all all, all the elves have yep, this week that's it for it's been fun it's been goodbye fun. everyone <laughs> goodbye over to over to back to the studio back to wyatt <laughs> <laughs> I want to give a shout out to our newest patrons of the show. Ryan Luchuk, Matt Williams, Thomas Bedow, Martin Servan, and Bob Cummins. Thank you guys very much. If you are interested in supporting the show and keeping it advertisement-free for everyone, you can check us out at patreon.com slash saleon, where I post lots of bonus episodes, and we have a lot of fun. Also check out the Sale On Discord chat. There's a link in the show notes for that. Thank you again to Will C. Thanks to Will and John. Thanks to you again for listening and spending time with us. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to what's upcoming on the show. That being said, I love you guys. Hang on to your ego and sail on, sailors.
Sound us letters elves to just do filler for half an hour to fill the rest of the episode, so this won't happen again. <laughs> I promise. We don't need to apologize, start. I feel like we do. 